Jeff's competing in the Tokyo Olympics this year. Yes, right. Jeff is is doing. Um, he's trying to be the next Michael Phelps. Well, it's really just because um, I found this seller on Discogs that had like eight things for my want list, and it's just cheaper to go there and get it than to deal with the shipping. Yeah, mm, and while you're yeah. there, you might as well like try to compete in some of the events. Like, why not? Like. You can just kind of walk in and show up, and they 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 kind of have to let you do it. Well, the thing is, is if I go as a uh, competitor, then the flight's paid for. So exactly. Double. Exactly. It's like you know, I can. Uh, what the there's fuck? a a buzz at the door. I can spend um, a buzz at the door. You know, I can use. Who is that? Is this part of it? No, <laughs> this is. We have no idea oh, who this is. This is part of it's it. It's like a guest. So, dear listener, welcome to the podcast. Um, if you heard a doorbell sound in the background. It's not an effect. It's a real it live real. sound in Jacob's apartment because guess what, folks? We're back in person. Yeah. Guess what? We previous guest Ian Finance is here. Ian Finance. Oh, that's we a, had a that we had is a previous a deep guest uh, comedian with a bit that there was like lots a of door opening and closing and verbalization of onomatopoeia, some of physical doors comedy. opening and closing. Right. There's a lot. Real heads will get that joke. But um, yes, welcome to the welcome to the first in person pod since. Early 2020. Partially remote, though. Partially remote. Well, we partially do, the three remote. of us are in the same That's room. That's true. We're the in the hosts same are room. here. Yes. Uh, we yeah. do have a guest joining us. We have uh, No Hello. Joy on the pod. Jasmine, how Hi. are you? Hi. I'm doing good. How are you? Pretty good. Glad to be outside, you know, to wake up on a Saturday with, like, somewhere to go. Um. I was about to say, and we're inside. Are you out? We're no, inside. Like, I was going to say, you look like you're inside. I, uh, I used to live in the neighborhood that we record at, but now I live in another neighborhood. So, like, waking up early and, like, having the routine of, like, showering and, like, getting on the train, it's like, oh, wow, I haven't done this since my job ended. <laughs> First time you showered since then. No, I've been showering. Yeah. I've been showering. You got to keep up with the showering. But mm. yeah, um, I was going to say, thanks so much for coming on. You're um, you're in Canada, right? Yeah, I'm in Montreal. I feel like we have, like, I never plan it, but I feel like we have, like, a majority of our guests are, like, Canadian or something. Do you think so? I think it's because of the arts funding. Yeah. There's just a lot more... <laughs> There's a lot more interesting people in Canada. There's just more enthusiasm for uh, streaming podcasts. It's all just, I feel like Josiah being on twice has just like completely convinced me that everybody is Canadian. Mm. We had um, Josiah Hughes, who writes for Exclaim Canada um, on somewhat recently, and uh, a lot of Canada talk. Lots of candidates. It's hard to avoid. We We're know all about like the the Canadian streaming services. <laughs> How you don't have HBO, you have something called like Crave. Crave, crave. yes, Crave, yes, crave, yeah. Which is also yeah. the name of a Korean fried chicken place in well, in oh, Boston. There's so, a, that's, that's so okay. interesting to talk about. Yeah. Well, I podcast. just remembered it. I remember <laughs> yeah. that's the what vegan it is. beef jerky too. The Crave. It's crave. with a K, I think. Mm. Crave. What it's is like, it? It's vegan, dude. It's fucking dried soybeans. What do you think? Dried soybeans, soy face. You know, it's dried soy face. Sounds too good. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, you know, Canada. I don't know what it is about it, but so much. I well, I do know what it is. The government supports the arts, <laughs> but uh, it's, so it's much good quite music simple. out of Canada. <laughs> it's actually quite simple. Joni Mitchell. It's, yeah. That's yeah. What are some There's other Canadians? Arcade Fire. 
Yeah, Canadian yes. Arcade Fire. The Canadian band Arcade Fire. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's there's, just. There's what? I think we we always assume that they are Canadian. Aren't they actually from Texas? They're or from Texas. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a mix. Yeah, yeah. There's a mix in there. I think there's some there's some members that are Canadian, but I guess they like figured it out while they were in Montreal. Hmm. Like Arcade Fire itself was like born in Montreal. I think. But members are from Texas. Do they have to like? That makes sense. It's a dual citizenship situation. Do you think there's like a firm stance on uh, which members are like? Do you think they pick like which country's web store they put in their bio based on if they're Canadian or American? They're like, I have to have like the Canadian merch store on mine. Because, you know, that's where all my friends are going to be looking for my music. The the shipping is different. Mm. You know, it's. I wonder. I don't know. This is the real in the weeds <laughs> stuff that people come to on our podcast. Yeah. They, they just want to hear what it's like to ship something from Canada versus the U.S. You can't find that anywhere else. It was pretty tough, though. Like during the pandemic, it was pretty tough to get stuff shipped over the border. It was taking oh, yeah. so long. The restrictions were pretty, uh, pretty hardcore. Yeah. Like I didn't get my test pressing for my album. It just like couldn't show up. Oh, so wow. I have somebody in Brooklyn like... Listen to it. Tell me it's okay. Oh my god! <laughs> tell me it sounds good. That's They're kind like, of terrifying. It sounds good on my Crosley. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the needle's kind of skipping right? around, though. <laughs> but uh, yeah, with um, yeah. I feel like I ordered stuff from Canada too, and it did certain people I ordered from. I guess different areas of Canada took like exceptionally long to get here, but yeah. all worth it, you know. Buying merch, you got to support the homies. Mm. Um. Yeah. You have a new cassette coming out. Uh, have you mailed? I know there was like a limited amount that were all like hand painted. And I'm like, yeah, I really, I have a question. Is the, the one that comes with the candle also a hand painted one? No. Oh, Cause I, I like missed regular. the hand painted and I was like, damn, maybe the candle one, like I should decide. No. You know, I'm going to buy the candle anyway, but <laughs> what is uh tell us about Candle's the candle candle. I, I have this idea of like, I don't know, like stained glass. Um, like when light diffuses through different colors and like just makes crazy colors shape everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, Oh, maybe if we had like a candle that went on the cassette where you just like burn it and you listen to the cassette you have a moment. Um, so that was the, the can. I never made a candle either. I felt like I could get into like some goop territory. And oh, yeah. Start you know, homeware and stuff. It's start like, my lifestyle brand. Smells like no joys, green, green room. You right. know, it really brings you back yeah, to exactly. the tour life. <laughs> There's a lot of hummus yeah. around. <laughs> well, it's really candles. Wow. We had um, Sadie Dupree on. I feel like she made a hot sauce. I feel like that's the yeah. ticket is making like cool, unique merch items that no one else does. Yeah. You know, mm. stands yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you yeah, do it su- super limited. Like you tell people that there's 200 of them, but you only make like 25 and then you're like sold out <laughs> <in> 30 seconds. <laughs> the other Sorry. thing is they could do like a disintegration loops thing with the candle because they could pull out the tape, yeah. wrap it around like a spindle, put the candle underneath it and slowly it'll oh, start shit. to deform wow. as it plays uh-huh. through over and over. Would flutter so after good. a while. And eventually, the tape would snap, yeah. but it's you know it's like ephemeral it's art fun. or whatever. You might want yeah. a second. Yeah. You might want a, a playing copy. You know mm-hmm. that you can. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that <laughs> you can buy it too. comes with the digital download. 
there we go. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. <laughs> like <laughs> when I started collecting records and they started adding the digital downloads, I just like, I always leave them in the sleeve. Like at that point I was still downloading like mad torrents. Mm. So like, I have so many. I feel like if I went through my record collection, I could like give somebody like like twelve hundred albums of digital music all at once. Just be like, here you go. Here's my library. Just start giving that to people for like Christmas and birthdays. Well, now that I'm getting a, now that I'm finally gonna buy a computer uh, for the first time in like five years, I'm gonna I'll need those files. Oh, you're gonna claim them all? I guess. I mean, I, I don't want to down. Well, you know how much? Like you're not gonna have any download? Christmas or birthday presents, Jeff. You got to think about this. Fuck can't just well, do that you know who knows with the world the way it is we'll see you know another birthday is yeah, very far yeah. away <laughs> uh, i just had one so it's uh happy birthday oh well thank you um it was in april <laughs> like a month telling, and a half ago just but been telling okay. every guest <laughs> well it was my months, <laughs> it was my birthday's coming up <laughs> Or that it's been his birthday recently. Well, it's it's either one or the yeah. other, depending on yeah, what end true. of the year well, you're it, on. It's weird. Unless I would catch you on the day. Yeah. Right, of course. <laughs> it's weird to have had two birthdays in quarantine also. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm like, no, I'm still 30. <laughs> At least the second one, it was more of an optimistic uh, situation with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving towards the end, right? You know, I feel like, it, yeah. you know, it's still still going on, you know, still still a thing to deal with, but at least we can see the light at the end of the tunnel a little bit. Well, you think, and then, like, this week they fucking are like, okay, nobody has to wear a mask anywhere, nationwide. Oh, yeah, and it was mask liberation yeah. day yesterday. <laughs> and then the government, the state is like, not for us, and it's like, damn, how are you going to... Yeah. Uh, so when I'm on the subway, like who's gonna uh, oh, God. figure that out? When I go back to work at the bars, who's gonna figure that out for me? <laughs> uh, uh, that's crazy. It's I love wearing a mask. I wear two masks. Right? I don't care. It's cool. Well, uh, yeah, it's really not. Fine. It's not that annoying to me anymore. It's another accessory. Well, yeah. My theory. Fashion. It's a fashion yeah. opportunity. Fashion. My theory fashion. is what's going to happen fashion. is it's going to be like a reverse of during the pandemic where it's like people that weren't wearing masks were getting like ganged up on and attacked. I think all of those people are going to be like, oh, well, you yelled at me for not wearing the mask. Now you don't have to wear the mask. So why are there's going to be people like attacking people for wearing the mask? Like, I feel like it's just going to inverse. You know what I mean? I think that is a crackpot theory. (laughs) (laughs) I think most people, I (laughs) I think most of the mask uh, discussion is happening on websites like twitter.com and (laughs) instagram.com. I think the general public kind of doesn't really care quite as much as as very online people do. So mm. there's lots of cat fighting on on uh, on online, but um, in real life, people Lots are of just, cats online. There are so many so cats online. Have you heard about this? From. There's like cat videos and shit on mm-hmm. YouTube. It's well, the it's because there's a keyboard from. attached. I know. To that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, keyboard cat. I don't know. I mean. The, the guidance, the thing about the CDC thing is it's a guidance, but each individual like restaurant or bar or institution is going to have their own rules. Right. But how do you, enfor- how do they enforce that without people like flip it? Like how, do, well, how, do, how do you enforce any rule without someone flipping out? Right? Yeah, you can kick you, anyone out of your bar for misbehaving. Yeah. But just the, the way things, the tensions right now, there's just so like, like I was telling you before, there's yeah. just so much 
violence and like random like there was a shooting at Peter Luger at the fucking Williamsburg Steakhouse. Like last the steak week. was uh, well done. No, it was like people arguing inside, and then one of the one the of the people restaurant? at the table that was fighting like went to leave and like shot inwards towards the people that he was with. What? And it like ricocheted and hit two people dining outside that were unaffiliated. So that's my thing. Is there's so much shit like that, that where it's like you don't even have to be directly involved. Like m- most of the people getting injured are bystanders. Sure. These days. So that's why I'm like, wearing a vest. Honestly, you should start carrying a gun. You have to do it in the the US. We all have to start wearing that weight vest that some customer had. And it looks like a bulletproof vest. And I looked at it the other day and I was like, ooh, that's that didn't age well. Um, (laughs) But I don't know. Anyway, I don't on know. A more I don't optimistic yeah. note. Uh, not worrying about <laughs> not being about- outside again, uh, trying to bask <laughs> in the reemergence of entering society, battling some agoraphobia, battling. I, I feel like, yeah, I'm probably, I'm a, like very neurotic. So like anything it's that I could thing. like Jeff worry about every podcast. Yeah. I have to give people the heads up, you yeah. know, just to let them know it's tr- a trigger warning about mm-hmm. mine. If, in case anyone else listening is also neurotic in the words of Billy Joe Armstrong, neurotic <laughs> to the bone, no doubt about it. Green May. Um, Happy Green May, everyone. But yeah, I I was going to say, so uh, when I became aware of No Joy, the first time I saw you play was actually randomly. I, uh, in college, drove, I I lived in Orlando and we drove to Tallahassee and you were opening for like the Best Coast Waves Tour. Yeah, that was the first and only time you played before. (laughs) Yeah, and it was the only, it was the only Florida date, so I had to drive. Yeah. I had to go up there for it. Um, oh my Which gosh. was it was cool. It was like at the the venue on campus or whatever at that college there, FSU mm-hmm. Club Down Under or whatever. Mm-hmm. And my friends were students. Like you know, I was probably like junior in college or something. And um, we drove up, but it was really sick. Also, the only time I think I've ever seen waves. But uh. Mm. It was it was cool. You know what's fucked up is that was ten years ago. I know. I was thinking about that That's this morning. Up. I was like, you know, <laughs> that was a decade up. ago, which is so crazy. Uh, yeah, that I was like, wild. I'm going to mention that uh, the first time I saw you, and then I thought about the year, and I was like, Ooh, okay, yeah. Well, let's yeah. just pretend it wasn't that long because the pandemic doesn't count, <laughs> and you know, yeah, it's um, true. It's true. <laughs> But yeah, so eight years, seven years, something. Yeah. You got to get back to Florida. I mean, not that I'm trying to ever go there, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, there wasn't really a lot of shows though. I found like every tour, like just didn't route there ever. Yeah. It was yeah. a problem. And everyone like, nobody plays Florida. Like, oh, you can play Miami, but like you got to go through like other towns. And it's, I don't know. It just felt like it never happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like grew up in a suburb of Fort Lauderdale and I feel like the explanation I would get from musicians that I knew and stuff like that was just that it's so out of the way, like you have to play every city on the way down and then you already hit those yeah. cities on the way back up. So once you get to Miami yeah, or Fort Lauderdale, you're driving like, you know, eight hours to leave the state to yeah. get to like Georgia for the next night or something. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of like touring across Canada, and that's why people don't like to do it often because it's like, well, once you get past Toronto, like, 
can't you gotta drive like so far and you get to Winnipeg and then you have to drive like 12 hours to get to Saskatoon or like yeah. it's it's so spread out that people don't do it as much or mm. maybe people do it to work yeah, I don't do it as much <laughs> I think that's the most surprising thing to me is that even though barely anybody came to South Florida the one band that I did see in high school from Canada was broken social scene came to South Florida and it's like the band to come from the furthest to the furthest point with the most members. (laughs) If they could do it, any band can do it. Come on. That's true. That's true. How do you think they got there? If they ran in a school bus? Uh, like the like the partridge family it's really hard to say um how they they charter bus yeah maybe like um maybe private jet probably maybe it's like one of those uh, multiple bicycles oh yeah i was gonna say a tandem bike yeah Mm. it's like a 20 person tandem bicycle Mm -hmm. and they all are wearing their instruments on their backs they were probably that's probably how they do it jacked by the time they got to florida (laughs) like Every they were probably like at that, that point, especially back then. I mean, those were like everyone wore pretty tight jeans. Well, it was like feist and it wasn't era to, and like you know, um, like metric. Like feist hadn't really gone mm. huge solo yet. Like that was mm-hmm. ju- like Mushaboom was just about to happen. Mm. No oh, iPod wow. commercial yet. No, not yet. No, this Damn. must have been. Oh wow, wow. Pre iPod commercial. Proto iPod. That story is crazy though. That I was like in tenth or eleventh grade, and it was. You know, I had just started like smoking weed, like to the point where like you smoke and you're like laughing and high all night, like it's like a a roller coaster or something. You know, uh, like it That's wasn't when you stored your innocence. It wasn't normalized for me yet. And uh, on the way, to, on the way to the broken social scene show, I was with my friend and I smoked a joint that. I swear was laced or something because we stopped at a, yeah, we stopped at a Wendy's on the way to the venue and Mm. in the line for the, the food, my ears got like really hot and I heard like a high pitched, like, like frequency. And I was like, Mm. told my friend, I was like, yo, I have to go like sit down. You smoke some of that tinnitus weed. Yeah. And I went and I like sat at a booth and like laid on the table. It's just the Florida pesticides. Nothing's ever actually laced in Florida. It's because there's so much pesticides on the right. weed that sometimes you get a little bit different kind of high from the pesticides. I don't yeah. know. I bought I bought it from this kid <laughs> that I never bought weed from before, and he was like, "Yo, it's like because it was around October." He was like, "Yo, this is like the like the trick or treat." You know, I feel like he like sprayed some shit on it or something. Damn, Yikes. like some chemicals or something. But uh, yeah, then we went in the car. Cause I was like, I have to drive to the show. It's only a couple minutes away. And we like waited a minute. My friend turned to me and was like, are you sure you're not just really high? And I was like, nah, I don't think it's that. No. Like 15 minutes later, good to go. Went to the show. Broken social scene. Very sick. Broken social scene. I don't think I've ever listened to a, a broken social scene song. Now that I think about it. I don't think I I was thinking about that. What? They've actually like, a lot of bands from that era that were like multiple member Canadian, I'm not naming any particular names, but a lot of them didn't age very well. Like you mm-hmm. listen to the records now and you're like, Ooh, all right. Yes. Rockwell Social Scene has aged pretty well. Yeah. I've been like, listening to him a lot recently, actually. Have yeah. You? When I, I always have. loved that first Feel Good Lost and the project before was Casey Accidental and they, they like reissued yeah. the album. Like that shit, like that, like, you know, instrumental kind of like, post-rocky before they became like an atmospheric like rock band like 
you know, yeah. You Forgotten People is like, in my opinion, objectively the best record. Like, you know, and mm-hmm. also a personal favorite, but Feel Good Lost is like, I feel like underlooked because people don't yeah. expect that type of music when they are like, this doesn't sound like anthems of a 17 year old girl. You know? <laughs> and there's like, they put out a record, I think three years ago, maybe and COVID era. I don't know, but like maybe 2018 or something. And it, it rips. It's really good too. Fights is on it too. And it's like, I don't know. Damn. Some of their peers, I feel like put out really uh, like, yee, mm. Hey ho, like top hat. Like, oh, kind yeah. of, <laughs> oh god you know there's a lot you of know? those but ba- i had a music teacher in middle school who like turned me on to a bunch of different like Radiohead and all sorts of stuff but then also like she was also really into like the you know um uh polyphonic spree type groups and like there's there's yeah. some like real kind of like prog pop I'm sort of stuff right now <laughs> Jacob has I was, Polyphonic Spree I was on gonna, Spotify. I was going to go. play Polyphonic Spree <laughs> and, and say and ask if it was Broken Social Scene. Okay. It was like a bit I was going to do. Okay. But, I but you spoiled just mentioned it. it so. Polyphonic yeah. Spree is like if Broken Social Scene was in like an 80s sci fi movie and they like. It was like Broken Social Scene meets the movie Multiplicity with like Michael mm. Keaton and there's just like yeah. more and more of them. Like 50 Kevin Drews. Yeah. You know? Well, there's there is one band and I totally forget the name of it, but it was one of those ensemble groups that has like 25 members and like thir- 12 singers and Wu-Tang. a string section. Yeah, it's Wu Tang. The world Wu-Tang is Clan. a beautiful place. And like it's it's at the time I was like this is mind blowing, but then I put it on like a couple years ago and I was like this is like the most like precious shit I've I, ever heard. Like just does. <laughs> I think not- I know. And you know what? Something too. I was wondering about like in tying into your discussion about the Canadian funding. Like, yeah, some of the Canadian grants are by member. Like, you get a grant depending mm-hmm. on how many members. And I often thought, like, wait a second, do you wow. need twelve people in your band, or is it because like you'll <laughs> oh get a grant God. for that person to be there? That's yeah. a, that's a conspiracy. <laughs> that's oh like God. what that's like what churches do in America to like evade taxes. <laughs> like Mega they're churches, like yeah. big church. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm not saying Broken Social Scene did that. I'm just wondering if the trend of those bands, because there's a lot of them. Well, they probably unlock, they unlock, they unlock the code. It's certainly a convenient yeah. excuse to hire an entire horn section to be a part of your band yeah. permanently. We're going to yeah. have to censor this in the podcast. Yeah. Like, there's going to be Canadian authorities that are going to show up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to be eligible for anything. <laughs> I'm going to be blacklisted. Yeah. Do they also get more money based on how many words are in the title of the the artist? Because the Silver Mount Zion Tra La La Van. Yeah. It's like, yeah. just keep adding words to True. that. Just um, add another one. I'd listen. You know, I'd yeah, check no. it out. Um, well, you know, it really goes to show uh, the integrity of a band like Rush. You know, they kept it to three members the whole time. They, mm-hmm. they could have mm-hmm. built yeah. it out. Neil, Neil Peart could have had uh, one member per drum. Yeah. with this huge drum yeah. kit and he never did that well, you know it's that's integrity right he just saved money also that's goes to that. show how respectable yeah. canadian artist the weekend is by taking a letter out of the regular mm, spelling of his name yes. to t- get less money from the government that's probably like a hundred dollars off every he, every you know, month yeah. he really month. started from much lower of a bottom than mm-hmm. drake you know what i mean sure um right <laughs> exactly <laughs> drake could have gone by audrey graham but he just went by drake that's true. Cut the last name. That's humble. Mm. That's true. So that's something to think about. It's about the you art, know. you know. Good yeah. for him. Good for Good him. Good for him. 
Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, good thing we have Drake on our side because maybe he'll block some of the <laughs> Canadian authority. Um, <laughs> Doom Squad or whatever that's going to show up. Whatever. <laughs> it's really hard to say. Yeah, the cop from Trailer Park Boy is going to yeah. show up. It won't be any good. I have like a pool of like five Canadian references that I go mm-hmm. through every time we talk about Canada. I think I'm almost out. Mm-hmm. I think. You think, I think so? I think we might have to. Well, you're going to have to. No, you're going to have to do more independent research. I is guess the issue. so. Yeah, because it's going to come up. Were there any of those like the the folk the folk pop bands that were Canadian? Like, like were the Lumineers Canadian, or is that like a oh, uniquely no. American no, thing? No, that's very corporate. That's an American. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not to say that it's co- corporate only Lots means American, but Mumford and Sons were British. They didn't even have to do it, and Wait, they decided someone, they were going to do. Didn't someone from Mumford and Sons just stuff. get canceled like mad hard? I don't know. I, or I honestly, honestly, yeah, I did. Yeah, really hard, he, like, really um, bad, or something. But then there was like all these like. Uh, like that guy got canceled and then all, all this other stuff started coming out with like Jordan Peterson visited them in the studio and all this like <laughs> weird, like the one you, yeah. The like least offensive band. That's like, so like, la, 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 la. Yeah. And they're just, they're, the most radio, the on. most radio friendly band around is having yeah. right wing hacks. Are you sure this isn't <laughs> some sort studio. of um, disinformation where pe- someone thought the hard times article was real or something? Yeah. Mm. It, you know what? It's possible. But I think they kicked a member out. Well, I saw no. the uh, the hard times is uh, their Facebook account got taken down for like disinformation type no. like, shit. And who they're like, they, we're a satire who did account. They, who did they offend with their headline that caused them to get uh, reported like that? I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say like Death Heaven or something. <laughs> 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 is death, death heaven a litigious uh, act? I don't know. I just, th- my favorite Hard Times article is the one about the death heaven bassist falling asleep on stage. So that's why it came to mind. <laughs> well, you, I don't that's know that article, <laughs> but my, uh, my, my, my band uh, t- director in high school would, would always tell the story about how like Civil War cannon fire like operators would fall asleep because the noise was so loud that your body oh. would just shut down. So yeah. that's what I thought of like, death, the death heaven <laughs> well, bassist. That's how Mersbo rests like Mersbo only rests when they shut down. Like yeah, when they're right. like too much, you know. They did another collab with Boris, and then they're like burnt out, uh-huh. and then they sleep for like seventeen years and come out with the cicadas. Sure, you know? right, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that uh, that tour uh, with Best Coast and Waves was very sick. Um, I was reading online, and I actually heard you on a previous interview, and I didn't realize that your first show was with Grant Hart from Husker. Yes. That shit fucking blew my mind. During the pandemic, I watched the Grant Hart documentary, which is very good. You know, um, what was that like? You know, it was funny. We, we had two songs. Like we just started. We just, Laura and I just like had two songs that we kind of knew how to play. And our friend was putting on, the show and I was like, hey, can I open it? And he was like, you have a band? It's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So I was like, can I open? Or like, sure. So we didn't really have any material. I think we played like two songs or maybe like one song twice and then another one. Um, I remember Grant Hart asked to borrow my amp and then he flipped it upside down oh. to play. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, do whatever you want, I guess. <laughs> um, and then like, I think the last things I said to him was like, 
hitting my heart. Why do they call cookies cookies? Why don't they call them bakies? And he just like looked at me and walked away. <laughs> wow. You bake Damn. cookies. You don't cook cookies. You bake them. You bake them. That's pretty <laughs> true. He had no answer for you. He was like, holy shit. I no have answer. to go to sleep. Yeah. I heard that's actually why Bob Mould and him stopped talking is the debate <laughs> over that. Um <laughs> he was probably just so overwhelmed with that as like a concept. Yeah. He was like, holy shit. He's like, I'm sorry I can't speak to you right now. Like, did you get a letter in the mail or something where he was like, been <laughs> like thinking we'll a lot about you. our conversation? I'm sorry it was so one sided, <laughs> but I was honestly overpowered just thinking about why do they call them cookies and not bacon? Why? It's a great why question. I've never, I've never heard a satisfying answer to that question, by the mm. way. And I think the more yeah. you think about it, the more you, it's like uh, your brain, you, you lose, start to lose sanity points a little bit. And it's like, it's almost like it, it's like too big to touch. Like it's too well, dangerous to ask that question. Top questions in linguistics right now. I think the majority of linguistics departments, you have like about six or seven people who are working on PhDs <laughs> yeah, the turn- trying to figure this well, out. I mean, the turnover is so high. You know, they just keep dropping out. It's pure like rock and roll history lore like that gets passed down from musician to musician but like that debate and who screwed you broke up because of it and then that's why bob mold's next band was called sugar because it was a, a nod to the, oh. the cookie, the cookie problem okay. you know what i mean that makes a lot of sense not many people know that yeah i mean i just any t- any chance to talk about sugar because those fucking <laughs> sugar records are so good are so good yeah right so good copper blue is like uh. Like when the reissues of that came out and it had like the Beaster EP attached and I could just buy it all together. I was like, okay, like what? Like, I feel like when that came out, that was like around the time that I saw you play in Tallahassee. But I feel like all of like, um, early sub pop stuff. Like I feel like Numero group put out like an early dinosaur junior seven inch, like, collection mm-hmm. box set and then i bought like codeine there was a numero group like codeine box set like the sub pop band from the 90s and it's like yo who is like finding all the shit that i like need to own that yeah there's only like a hundred copies of out and like re- reissuing it like right now like how is this happening all at yeah. the same time it's bad for your wallet well i worked at the record store so it was really just like you know i had a um i had a tab that was just always maxed out Mm. and then i would pay off some and more special orders would come in and then like the tab minimum the maximum was 200 and it was just always at 200 you were in debt yeah and the owner would be like hey you got to stop special ordering more records because you already have a bunch and your tab is at the max and i'm like yo you pay me minimum wage i basically work here for records like this is the only reason it's worth it to work here. So like chill on the tab shit. You know, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> wow. Jeff's got a lot of records. The Jeff's like record wall oh. thing. It looks like what someone would take a photo of to like, if they were writing an article about records and it, it doesn't look like anyone's actual collection. Cause it's like a lot. It's a little bit too much. Wow. It's a would lot. you say wow. so? I would and they aren't organized having having moved them from Florida to New York and then around New York over the years I guess like four or five apartments I would say yeah it's a lot they're a lot I yeah. uh I noticed every time Are you gonna I, every open time a I was like store? that's a lot I thought about it cuz I could I could literally Inside open a apartment? store I could open a store 
you know, and put everything I own on the shelf to start as the beginning of mm. the store. But then I, you know, I don't want to sell my fucking records, man. You know, they're on MP3s now, dude. Yeah. It just yeah. came out. Just came out with MP3s. MP3s. Dude. They're going to be big. Is what this I've way, heard. I have a lot of DVDs at my apartment too. So mm. I uh, start a movie theater. I have problems <laughs> I have parting with physical possessions. Store. Um. But yeah. In a cat cafe. People can pet your cat. Yo, let's go. <laughs> All of them together. Jeff's movie theater slash record store slash cat cafe. Oh, that sounds nice. It I sounds have, fun. It I'll sounds have, awesome. I don't I feel like I'll have to get a lot of different permits. I feel like it's gonna be very expensive mm. and just take a hire long someone time. to take care of all that shit. Well, now you, that dude. weed's legal here too, I can slash make it weed a dispensary. dispensary. Slash dispensary. Just, oh, I don't want to I don't want to do a dispensary. I want like the lounge, like the bar, the weed bar. A smoking bar. bar. Right. When I went to San Francisco, I went to like some smoking places. Like oh. you could just smoke inside. Like they they put you at a table, you buy the weed there, and then it's like you know, that sounds cool. It's a bar. They have like they put you at a booth with like a number. Like you're at a restaurant, and there's like a bunch of ashtrays and like lighters and rolling papers and shit all over Damn. the fucking table. Kind of sounds fun. Yeah, it's gonna be here soon. I'm saying maybe. Yeah. Do you think they transitioned to outdoor dining fine during the pandemic? Yo, that would be interesting if they were open during the pandemic and you had to buy food to buy weed because the bars, you had to buy food to buy, buy drinks. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cheese, what if you uh, had uncooked. to buy edibles to buy the weed and you're just so <laughs> fucked up? You have to buy a, an uncooked cheese sandwich with... Uh, I don't want to talk about. It. I assembled the cheese sandwiches with so can of butter. I don't want to talk yeah, about the cheese sandwiches. They the haunt, can of butter they grilled me. cheese. Um, <laughs> Working, working at bars during the pandemic, cheese sandwiches. Welcome to New York City. Guys. Yeah, Jeff just had like a, a very like visceral reaction to cheese sandwich. Like it's really not okay. Are you well, okay? I was vegan before I even had to make them, mm. so you know I already had a bias, a negative, against a cheese. negative bias against touching the cheese myself. You know, did you wear gloves? It was the pandemic. Of course, I wore gloves. Okay. Normally, you wouldn't. No, I didn't wear gloves. Go find that bar government go shut them find them right they laid me off is it they're not wearing is it gloves. not vegan to touch cheese it's not not it's, is that against being vegan you can't you touch, can touch it, it. I can mean, you, you look know, at cheese <laughs> you know i i've worked i've had to serve food Maybe that wasn't vegan you know <laughs> yeah it's um, to close his cheese. eyes yeah i'm not allowed to look at it <laughs> jeff got so good at assembling sandwiches because it's actually not vegan to look at cheese <sighs> I don't want to talk. I, 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 I'm getting the impression that it might not even be vegan to think about cheese. So I don't want to. I don't want to stress you out too much. I'm just by feeling real oppressed cheese. in the chat right now. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm vegan. By the, I'm vegan. Thank you. Thank you. Least, and also, been vegetarian since I was born. So I've never actually. Wow. Ate meat before either. By choice, or was it your parents' but, decision? Or tell us about that. Um, yeah, my mom. My mom raised all the kids vegetarian mm -hmm. and then all of us kind of switched to veganism a little later on in life wow. but uh cheese talk doesn't bother me though okay i was it doesn't bother me <laughs> i was hoping you were gonna be like yeah it's weird like for every child of the family in Canada, the government, for if you were more vegetarian members of the family, there's incentive. You get more money. Yeah. Exactly. That right. would be that should do that. 
It's yeah. a good initiative. <laughs> curb meat consumption. Yeah. I love how like get rid of the greenhouse so gases. I love so that the yeah. uh, the theme across the board so far of the episode is grants, whether it's government grants, grant heart, I just mean, grants. Imagine living yeah. in a country where the government actually uh, provided you with resources to do things. Well, it's hard to imagine. Yeah. There's free McDonald's Wi-Fi, Aaron. That's a private company. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's all, the, all the jokes aside, <laughs> jokes aside, the, the Canadian government grants are enormously helpful. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. it is, it really, if you're going out on tour and like, you just know you have, they don't give you like so much money for a band like me or something. It's not like you get tons of money, but you, you do get a little bit that helps you sort of like know you can pay for gas. Yeah. Can, like, yeah. Hotel room. It, it helps that aspect of it. That's so amazing. without that, I yeah. Mean, yeah, it's it's pretty helpful. I mean, no wonder. I mean, half the films that I watched in film school were Canadian film board documentaries. Yeah. Like it's so oh, there's so, so many. Good. They're so good. They're all so yeah. good. I love them. So, and you know that the film board right now is like it's here in Montreal and it's kind of empty. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. we were talking with somebody that did that knows a little bit about the renovations inside and like it would be such a nice venue, actually, if shows ever came back because oh. there's theater spaces and there's screening rooms, and it's just like not being used at all right now. That's a, yeah. So. I mean, if I lived in Canada, I would you got to squat it as soon as possible. <laughs> Turn it into exactly. a squat yeah. venue. Let's do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> True. Yeah. Just we'll edit yeah. that out of this episode. No one will know. You know, <laughs> it'll be between the four the four of us. It. Yeah, we'll do some live shows there. <laughs> Sounds great. Exactly. Looking forward to it. Yeah. It'd be very cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I also wanted to bring up that you did that collaborative EP with Sonic Boom. And being yes. a huge Spaceman 3 fan, I want to know everything about that <laughs> experience. <laughs> um, I met, I had known Pete, like, I think we met, or I can't remember exactly. I think at like Primavera once I was like, oh yeah, that's Pete Camber. And someone was like, don't talk to him. It's like, why? Um, so I emailed him. I was just like, hey, what's up? Um, and the sweetest man, the sweetest man. He, he, we really, we did everything remotely. He was in Portugal and like uh, I was in Montreal. And the sweetest man, and like he would send me really high res pictures of his breakfast. Just being like, made this today. Oh, wow. And like the plants, like I, I I like nature and plants. And I was just like, oh, Portugal is really beautiful. And then I would get emails with like high res pictures of like the different flowers in his garden. Wow. I Um, love that. Yeah. Yeah. Just like super nice, man. Um, I brought him like some songs that were formed, but like pretty sketched out in terms of like the electronic stuff. And then I just let him sort of take those and run them through his world. Um, yeah. So it was super fun, but it was, it was all remote before we had to really be remote, unfortunately. Yeah. Did you, did you get to do like live, years ago. live stuff with him at all? Did you guys ever get to perform it? No, oh, no, man. never. Now's the time. I, we had talked about it like t- for 2020, like all these things had started like, Oh, maybe we could do this. Maybe we could do this. And then obviously everything kind of went to shit for well, For, you know, uh, show stuff. I have tickets that I did not take the refund for that continually got pushed. So keep in mind, there are people yeah. that will come out to the rescheduled events as well. True. 
Because I'm hyped. I have some summer tickets that got rescheduled like two or three times. Like I think the first show I'm going to is at the very end of July, but it's like at Forest Hills, it's like an outside stadium and I have a general admission ticket. So I'm still kind of like, what's that going to be like standing on the floor? Like, you know, I'm going to do it, but I'm, you know, curious how time, like what's going to happen between now and the end of July and what, it's going to yeah. be like what experiences I'm going to have between then and now, you know? It seems so far away, right? It's not, but it just seems so far away. And even this year, I feel <laughs> so like... So much can change. It yeah. flew. Like, I feel like... Yeah. I feel like quarantine just started. <laughs> <laughs> it's May now. It's probably the season. It's probably because it's the same season as when it started. Now, Jeff, that's a dynamic mic, so you have to bring the mic around with you as well. <laughs> uh, I know you're used to the condenser mic. But, I want it to seem like an aside, a yeah. sidebar. I like that. I like yeah. that. I think that does it's a good it, effect. It translates well visually for us. Mm-hmm. But I think with the audio, it would have a little bit of a roll off. You know what I mean? Well, we'll put when it in stereo and people yeah. will think I'm like with the with the new AirPod Max. Okay. They can uh, hear me from behind them. Yeah, the virtual, I don't know how virtual, the technology virtual surround. Well, we were going to do a Palak Paneer kind of effect for your voice the entire oh. time. So mm. it's going to pan left <laughs> and right. Perfect. Like every eighth note or something. So it works out. Yeah, it'll Either work out good. Way. <laughs> but uh, I also, so since Jacob and I make memes, it's kind of our wheelhouse. Um, I wanted to bring up that you kind of went viral in a way this this year in the meme verse uh yeah inadvertently like how did that yeah so for the listeners out there that missed it uh the very you know the very rare unknown meme of uh that guy um that one dude that was almost the guy bernie bernie sanders Bernard. he uh he wore middens Yes. I don't know if you guys heard of that. I heard do about remember it. the mitten thing. Yeah, he, but he wore mittens. For a while. And uh, he he was kind of sitting there, like, mm-hmm. girl bossing hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, the meme, the edit of him at the band's merch table that went kind of viral mm. was the No Joy merch table. That is... Yeah. That's one of the classic ones. I would say that ends up on the articles for the best Bernie Sanders midden memes. Oh, it's, I mean, I would say that the Bernie Sanders meme as far, like if Buzzfeed had to do a end of list of the best memes of 2021 so far, it'd definitely be <laughs> in there. That was 2021? Yeah, it was post. That was in January. It was Dude, right before. Okay. It was right before. Yeah, it was the, the inauguration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like that was two years ago, <laughs> right? That was, 20, that was 2018. What the fuck are you talking about? That's so messed up. <laughs> that yeah. is messed up. Um, it was, is years like it's almost June. Like years almost halfway over. I mean, it's yeah, crazy. You know, but it's wow. um, yeah. So that meme was uh, I believe it was made by somebody who works with the band Pup. Mm-hmm. You know that band, also Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that person, I don't know, because I, I, I have no idea how they came across it, but I think they Googled merch table. And for some reason, <laughs> I don't know why, the merch table from the tour that I did with Bass and Sasami in 2018 is one of the first images that comes up when you Google merch table. It's Will mm. Bass, like posing mm-hmm. at the table. 
And I know it's our merch table because it was at the point in the tour, it was in Montreal, the photo was taken, and our merch table was so bad looking. Like the prices were on like a torn loose leaf paper that was like taped and like the shirts were crooked and it was like really bad and like gross looking. And it was a hometown show. So everything was like kind of messy. So I knew it was our merch table, but I was just like, huh? And they're on display was like, we had a shirt for that tour. That was our friend, Jacob Cooper from Ride and Cry. He made, um, uh, he found like fan art of Jonathan Davis and he put a collage of just like fan art drawings of Jonathan Davis on a shirt. So that's the item that's being sold behind Bernie in the meme. Uh, Can I get that shirt still? Are are those shirts anywhere? (laughs) I don't, they're sold out, but they, I'm sure I can find one somewhere. I'd probably do a repress, to be honest. A, they still, I don't even have one. If I, if I get um, a boot of it, I'm going to send you money for it. But uh, I have like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have like four or five corn shirts. I'm like a dedicated, oh, yeah. like I said, I'm from Florida. So I have a new metal, uh, yeah. a new metal history. Um, yeah, yeah. How did you hear about the, like, how did you find out that it was your merch table in the meme? suddenly my phone just started blowing up. People were like, is that your Jonathan Davis shirt? Is that your merch table? And I was like, oh. And they just like cut Will out and put Bernie in and totally like an honor because Bernie is like the best and I love him. So it's an honor to to be uh, the table he's sitting at. But yeah, people just started sending it to me and I was like, what the fuck? That's hilarious. uh, That that must have been very bizarre and funny to have such, was, a, such a weird roundabout involvement in, in that meme. <laughs> yeah. And it totally like made me sad to miss shows too. I was like, Oh, oh look how yeah. bad our merch table looks like it looks so crummy and like depressing. Like I miss that. I, I miss having you, just like, <laughs> you do anything to sit behind the worst merch table of all time. <laughs> yeah. And like, I would also do anything to have like a merch person, like, yell at me be like only mediums i'm like okay fine fine okay i'll take a medium okay oh my god only mediums i yell at me with no mask on you just put me yeah i i i transported into another time and place when i heard no mediums like i was like at biggie's all right yeah yeah like with 30 people behind me like hurry the fuck up and i'm like uh give me a large do i want the tape too do i want the the record also i buy everything you buy everything everything. jeff clears out the merch table he's it out Jeff's like, Jeff's like, name good. your price for all of your stock. Jeff just shows up to the merch oh. table barking <laughs> yeah. like a dog. <laughs> I'm just like, you know. So excited keep... to just get anything. Well, crumb. my thing is, is the more merch I buy, the more likely Bernie's going to warm up to me and we might be able to f- smoke a cigarette together outside between sets and become mm. friends. You know what I mean? That's yeah. so true. That's so true. Yeah. And then he's like... You know, me and the band are looking for a place to stay tonight. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> sorry, bud. <laughs> sorry. Oh. You wouldn't let Bernie sleep on your couch? Oh, man. Seems like a polite what? man. He would fold would up the blanket in the morning. What is America? Is America socialist? You know what? He would wake up. He can just stay. He would wake up before you, fold the blanket. And if it's a pullout couch, yeah. he would put it back, and then he would probably even do your dishes. He'd for figure you. out the coffee machine too. Yeah, he, doesn't matter what it is, he'd, he'd figure, figure it out. And he would probably like leave you some free merch too. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. some yeah. burning merch, so, some stickers, yeah. maybe yeah. a yard sign. But you know, where, where's the incentive? He's in, he can't really do much for me now. You know what I mean? Like, he can. He can inspire not much, the years. There's not still. much like incentive to like mm. you know keep him in 
stay in his good favor, you know? Um, Damn. Maybe in 2014 or 2024. 2014 is coming up, dude. 2014 is coming up. (laughs) Tumblr is the most popular website on the internet. People are still tweeting problematic shit because they haven't realized that they'll get canceled in in four years. Simpler times. Yeah, they're not displaced yet looking for a new platform home. I know. Exactly. (laughs) The the internet. There's no Spotify. No Spotify. Spotify started in 2011. There was. There was in 2014. It wasn't as popular, though. It wasn't as popular. I feel like I I signed up for Spotify like halfway through college or something. It came out in the U.S. in 2011. I think it was in Sweden Uh, in 2008. I moved to New York in, uh, in 2014, and I definitely had Spotify at that point. That was back when the point of Spotify was the guy, since he was from Sweden and it's such a large music piracy thing, he's like, you know what? Artists should get paid to stream mu- like when people download music, mm-hmm. and well, we see where that got us. <laughs> that that man was <laughs> Jens Lechman, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, Jens Lechman did it. Jens Lechman was. You're that, so silent, that man. Jens. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. When, when artists ask, like, "Where's our cut?" So silent. He's so know? silent. What are you gonna do? You know, that's the dude I miss. I miss Jens Lechman. When's, Jens Lechman. Jens Lechman. Okay, I have actually a fond memory of discovering his music. I I looked up like best album artwork because oh, like you know haircut? you know no 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 it was uh it was the album where it was uh I for Nights Fall Over Cordova or whatever. No, I think it was You're So Silent, Jens. And yeah, with the hair, the, he's like a cartoon well, there, getting I think a haircut there on might, the front. No, there was an alternate cover and it was like three triangles of different colors. It was like a pastel, very like minimalist cover. Mm. I don't know if it was an alternate cover, but it was on some blog. It's like, this album artwork is cool. And I was like, okay. And then I think I just bought it on iTunes because you know I didn't have like access to my own money or whatever. So I asked my parents like, can I just buy this album? And they're like, yeah. And so I got it and I was like, this is crazy. It was probably it. like a European variant. Cause Maybe. I feel like Jens Lechman was on Jag Jaguar in the U S and all the Jag Jaguar records are really like basic. Like they keep them in stock. Like mm. they're like, you know, the first Bonnie Vare record, it's like always <laughs> available. There's no like variant that people are like, Oh, they only made like a hundred of these and it's gone. It's like, mm-hmm. it's always just like, you know, the one fifty gram, like Seventeen dollar, sure. For Emma, like, forever goes issue. still pushing units. Oh, of course, when I worked <laughs> at the record store, that was like. Isn't that a horrible? Uh, one of the most isn't sold. That, isn't albums. that a bad uh, press though? Doesn't it sound bad? Well, like I said, it's just like just units. like cheap, like you know, like but popular <laughs> albums. Even like Matador, they did like their like reissue series where initially all the Matador records were like 180 gram, like nice, and then they did like all the pavement reissues on like 140 gram, like you know, really like basic. They just want so people that, could get it. They want that 90s authenticity to it. They wanted slanted and enchanted to really be warped. Like <laughs> actually really slanted. <laughs> you know, I physically. Mean, so a true, lot of labels dude. do that though, just to keep it impressed. Mm-hmm. Like, because uh, they're money makers. <laughs> crooked record. More like crooked well, needle. These kinda. labels don't make shit. After so it's like if they shit. get, if one, they have a hit album that they mm-hmm. can keep around forever. They're going to be like, you know, able to survive right like you know i feel like touch and go is kind of like that like that slint record never really went they did it like a reissue box set but it never like went out of print you know Mm -hmm. you can always like buy a cheap copy that being said it doesn't sound that good but you know things are moving towards lathes and cassettes like people don't give a shit about sound Mm -hmm. anymore 
The good thing is about this podcast, I think about sometimes, is you're the only person that has these ideas about any of this in your head. <laughs> like yeah. this shit about like what record companies are always in print and stuff for it's, specific things. It's great. It's like and nobody else can get this content anywhere else unless they work at a warehouse. Well, I worked at a warehouse, but I also work, you know, uh-huh. it's like you said I should open a store with my record collection. And the hardest thing about the store is like getting relationships with the distributors. That was a joke. <laughs> No, but, but I, I, I thought it about it cool. when I moved to New York. I was like, I could sell all my records because mm-hmm. I'm like broke. You know, mm-hmm. like I know on Discogs, it's like my collection's worth like, you know, 30 to like $35,000. You know, I could like, I could like open a storefront. By the way, everyone, uh, I just wanted to remind everyone, join the Patreon where you can find Jeff's home uh, address. Uh, <laughs> so home address. you can take a stab at trying to steal some of his records. I'm starting a, a vinyl library. Um, it's just, you know, honor system. <laughs> check it you out. Gotta, just leave it, it on, back. leave it on the curb like a... You know, like in some sort of uh, cardboard boxes, and you can also get an STL of uh, Jeff's uh, front door key as well, <laughs> yeah. so you can 3D print the key to get uh-huh. inside. Yeah, you know, uh, the Patreon tier. There's a tier that you get all my. It's Jeff Doxed tier, right. and you just get all credit of my card info, all of his prints. previous addresses. Well, you just get like Social a Security hard drive yeah. full of all my data from right. like fa- everything that Facebook and Google's collected over the years. <laughs> Location <laughs> data, yeah. yeah. Oh, points. You get on that thing like <laughs> when Google says like, "Here are the places you went this month." We'll just see all, every place you exactly. Ever into. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wait, does Google say here are the places you went this month? Oh, of course. Yeah. My friend but from school like, worked on that project. Actually, that is psychotic. He's like, you want? He's like, you want to see what I'm working on? Go to this link, and it showed my entire location data from the past like year. It's crazy. It's <laughs> and it's depressing because like during pandemic, I got an email that was like, here are the places you went, and it was like nowhere. It was just <laughs> your apartment, like, the yeah. grocery store, like a park, and that was it. Like here are the cities you visited. None. Like, that's just hilarious. It sounds like, like a, oh, okay. It, it's a meme to me. It's like you post that with like the Twitter text, and it's like if yours doesn't look like this, fuck you. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, like a hundred, exactly. hundred little markers all in the in your bedroom, in your living room, in your bathroom. yeah. yeah. Dude, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's like a micro tracker, right? Oh man, foot yeah. by foot. That's terrifying. It's probably real though. Welcome sure there's a to lot the future. Oh yes, of course there is. Of course yeah. there is. But yeah, I mean, um, the Bernie meme really blew up and it really does feel like a long time ago. But I was gonna say it's weird. Yeah. You need to um you need to give a raise to your manager whoever's running the SEO for merch table yeah. under yeah. your photos. I know. Because that's some I know, I don't know some good meta tags on it. Don't know why. <laughs> I'm sure it was like I'm sure like uh you know back uh when that photo was taken your manager was like just trust me on this one. It'll pay off. We're trying <laughs> we're really going all in on SEO for this one picture. And you're like what are you one doing? Image. You're like I don't even know what you're talking about and then now it's paid off. It in was spades. the perfect storm when like uh digital cameras crossed over with uh venues and they're mm. like wow we can finally show the world that merch tables exist because they didn't seem to be getting it before nobody's buying my stuff so maybe they just don't know it's a thing yeah (laughs) maybe i have to show them it's like you know in the back of the venue by the bathroom where you Mm -hmm. walk you walk by every 20 minutes do your bumps of coke or whatever like there's a a table with music that you seem to 
enjoy enough to come to the show for. Of course, yeah. I will always buy merch. So that's I'll pathologically. That. That's beautiful. It's a curse. But yeah, uh, I think that we're gonna uh, wrap the ep up. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Tell people where they can find you. Let them know this ep's gonna drop the day before the uh, the cassette comes out. Yeah, sick. Yeah, um, new cassette coming out. It's called "Can My Daughter See Me from Heaven." It's like songs from Motherhood, which was a record that came out last summer, but we did it with like a cello and opera singer and, but it's not all like an orchestra. There's some heavy stuff on it too, but that's, you have to get the cassette to hear that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm on Twitter at NoJoy. I'm on Instagram at NoJoy68JK69. I'm still on Facebook at NoJoy Music. I, uh, I don't know if I have a TikTok, and I think that's it. You don't know if you have a TikTok. <laughs> I don't know if you have a TikTok. Like I, I signed up, but like I don't know if that I've put anything on there. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm the same. Or like, but I, I, don't I, will know. Say I don't know how it works. Your Instagram handle is fantastic. Very good. Absolutely, 100 <laughs> my vibe. Explaining JK in it perfect but i want to say thanks and everybody listen we have a special treat for the uh patreon this week so everybody check that out sign up friday if you're a fan of instagram and twitter user jewel sexual you will uh, like the next episode on our patreon and uh if you're a fan of uh no joy and if you're a fan of uh new metal new metal mm-hmm. as well <laughs> and old metal you can also if you like old metal too maybe. metal at large like o-l-d-e yeah with the nails Ye old metal yes. old metal o-l apostrophe uh-huh. old metal oh. well everybody check it out thanks for listening bye bye guys bye